welcome back hello it's the phases podcast (laughs) um this episode is hella late and i'm i'm sad about it and i'm i'm just overall i'm just conflicted with it because i needed time to perfect this episode um because I did record this entire thing and it was taking a completely different direction when I first recorded it as it normally does. I will get to a space where I can record it one time and I can like it and I'll send it out. Um, but until then, sometimes they might be a little bit late. (laughs) So I tried to re-record this, um, or I had thought I contemplated contemplated re-recording this over the past three days the first day I had scrapped an entire hour-long episode so I wasn't really in a production mood I was more in in a destructive um, mindset I was still pretty discouraged about it and then the second day which was yesterday just exhausted just no real capacity to you know Um, So here we are today, finally doing it. Today's episode is going to be about boundaries. Before we really get into it, I do want to say thank you to the feedback that I've gotten from the last episode. There was a few people who reached out, and I know how hard it was because um, on Spotify and stuff like that, you can't really give uh, reviews, so it was real personal and it was real heartwarming and I just want to say that I really really appreciate it and it was nice to have um positive feedback when you know you're doing a hard thing I want to tell you but now um that now you can review it on Apple Podcasts is basically what I want to say I am very thankful for the heartwarming messages, and if you do continue to listen on Spotify, I personally, um, and only, I personally, Jesus, I can't speak, (laughs) I'm only on Spotify for the Call Her Daddy podcast, otherwise I'm on Apple, so, um, if you want to keep giving it to me where you've been giving it, then go ahead, but... It will be on Apple Podcasts, which I'm so excited about. I don't know the requirements to get on there, but baby girl, I'm so happy. The day I found out, I was, okay, anyway. So you can listen on there now. Crazy. Um, Let's get into it, though. Today we're setting boundaries. We're talking about what it means to set boundaries. And I do want to just preface this by we're setting boundaries from, like, or we're having boundaries set for us, really, since we're children. Like, we, um, that's where we learn to set boundaries. I mean, it's, it's where we learn everything, but we're always setting boundaries. We're always changing what they look like, and we're changing the seriousness of them, and the degree of them, and, like, they're changing with our circumstances, which is constantly changing so I want to start with that we learn um, how to set boundaries from our parents setting them for us and I think where I think we all have a different version of this some people 
um, in their childhood, they have, you know, really forward-thinking parents, and they know that the kid cannot set boundaries for themselves, so they overcompensate a lot, as they should, and they set really harsh boundaries for family members, for friends, for whatever, which I think is beautiful. Where I think it's hard, though, where that can become a messy middle is when you set those boundaries and then you assume that those are your boundaries that you've now set and you cannot take yourself out of the situation and understand as a parent you were teaching them how to set boundaries you were not you don't you don't get to continue to set those boundaries babe Mm -mm. you're raising a human who's going to grow up and live their own life and that starts as soon as they hit what consciousness like they start they get to have those boundaries now it's great that you set them but you have to understand that even though like that's your kid it's never really your boundaries that you're setting it's your kid's boundaries and it's your kid's understanding of a of what a boundary is okay i think that's where a lot of people miss they miss that messy middle and they just say like i'm going to continue to set boundaries for you and now i'm using your own boundaries against you and like (laughs) that's where shit goes to shit really um and then you have you know the complete opposite where they weren't setting boundaries for you where parents don't set boundaries for their kids and now not only was their childhood a wreck because of it but now they have no idea how to even do it and all of these just make for very unhealthy situations so i want to kind of dive into what it was like for me I think I was more on that first spectrum where everyone was setting boundaries for me. I mean, I grew up in two different households from the age two and on, so nothing was really, um, there was no real one household for me. There was always some sort of boundary setting, whether it was for the other parent, whether it was for me with the other parent, um... And they kind of, they definitely missed that messy middle and were like, um, excuse me, (laughs) these are our boundaries for you and that's it. Um, So I don't think that I was left completely boundaryless, but I wasn't really taught how to set them. I was kind of just shown the repercussions if I didn't follow them. So it was more like rules and, um just we'll just say unhealthy boundaries okay they were sharp edges for everyone and it was I felt as though to give you more of a visual situation my childhood just to put it metaphorically I felt as though I was walking on a tightrope and at any moment I could just fall to either side um And so, most of my childhood, I didn't want to rock any boats. I didn't want to stir any pots. And that ultimately changed when I became estranged with my father. Um, I fell off the tightrope. The boat sank. And (laughs) that was it. Um, And I learned that you get to have a voice, pretty much. Um... And I wasn't really using the voice for good. Wasn't, I didn't really have this healthy boundary setting example. It was either harsh or nothing is kind of what I grew up with. 
So I've always been in this, um, trying to find this middle ground of, you know, boundaries and between what I was as a child, which, um, was just people pleaser. I was just trying to get by without one parent being mad at the other and vice versa, or a parent being kind of underlyingly mad at me, um, they would never say that they were, but kids aren't dumb. And um, just didn't want to rock the boat. Just was people pleaser. Y'all do what you got to do. Um, I don't care whose house I go to. I don't care how long I'm there. I just don't want anybody mad at anybody. And I don't want anybody mad at me, more importantly. So that was kind of how it went. And then, like I said, I became estranged with my father and all that went to shit. And I was like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if there's no trouble here. I want to make it. I want to make trouble there. (laughs) And so finding this middle ground has been a real ongoing lesson for me. And I've really had to take a look at many different parts of myself. I've had to give credit to many different um, inner me's. And I, especially the, I mean, I, I had to forgive and I had to kind of reparent, definitely reparent my inner child who didn't want to rock the boat and telling her that it's okay to step in your power. And I had to tell my, um, teenage self that like, Hey, this it's, you don't always have to be in fight or flight and there doesn't always have to be a problem. And it doesn't always have to be so personal. I understand why you're doing it. I see it. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that will give you a little bit of background for what I do the first boundary that I kind of want to talk about that I set this week and um why it is that the first time I really was introduced to what it meant to set a boundary I was calling it more finding a middle ground within myself and finding the difference between being a people pleaser and just a raging bitch and I see the reasons why those things had to happen I I give them grace for the reasons why it did happen and whatever um but now present day me is just working on the middle ground and making everyone kind of see the middle ground so yeah today's on boundaries and I'm so excited to get into it. But first, we'll take a quick little break and then we'll come back and talk about what I'm setting this week and we'll really just get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. So take the background and do what you will with it. I'm going on a break. See you guys in a second. Welcome back from the little break we took. 
we're talking about boundaries. We're talking about the two that I decided to set this week. And we're talking before the break a little bit about family boundaries, um, more so child-parent boundaries and that. Um, And now I want to stick with the family realm, but more so... um, not in your nuclear family, not parent-child. Child to family, um, I guess is what you could say. This week, (laughs) fuck, this week I set a boundary that I've been waiting and contemplating on doing for a very long time. This certain person in my family, we just have completely different moral codes. We have completely different um, views and values. I mean, it's just we're polar opposite in the ways in which we think. And I I mean, sometimes I genuinely I just want to shake them and be like, what? What? Um, I think it's just because I expect a little bit more from them, but this has been going on for, I'd say the past year I have contemplating, I've contemplated and even the year before that, I mean, 2020 was the year that I was like, baby girl, I will never speak to you again. Keep in mind it was the election, it was the election year. Okay. And it was, there was a lot of shit going on and there was a lot of things being posted and just ignorance being exuded and um I honestly I couldn't believe it and I a little part of me can't believe it's taken me this long to to block them I finally blocked them And let me explain why. I kind of put it on my spam, um, my, uh, spam account on Instagram, which I want to do again. I want to do a whole social media episode about the pressures of it and why the fuck we even have a spam in the first place and why there's such a big deal and why there's, everyone basically has one. And how we live basically two different lives. I want to do a whole episode on that. But anyway, I digress. I posted a whole thing explaining it on my spam. And I basically just said, you know, it was, it's one thing to, it was one thing for them to be a little trumpet. Okay. It was, it was one thing to be that way. I, uh, I could almost see past it to the point where I wasn't blocking them. I was just not really looking at their content. I wasn't putting myself in situations where I would be around it. And I was just like, if I'm there and I need to have the hard conversation, I will. But if not... um. I really don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do what they see as politics. I don't want to fight over the fact that what I'm talking about 
is not political. What I, what they're voting for in terms of my life and the people around me, um, it's not political. And I couldn't, I couldn't see them understanding that. I couldn't, I couldn't see their conservative brain stretching at all. So I was like, if it doesn't come up, I'm not fucking, I'm not doing it. Um, and I don't think it ever really did. I think there was like a couple instances where it was a little bit awkward, but, um, nothing that ever really, you know, whatever. So all of 2020, I was contemplating it. I would see a post and I would read it in sigh of just the ignorance and the, the privilege and the, just the fucking, she's just a fucking idiot. Okay. There you go. There I said it. Um, I'm sure her intention isn't as shitty as it comes off. I hope it's not, but Jesus, it seems like it. Anywho, I overlook 2020. I'm like, maybe after this, she'll shut her fucking trap and it'll be okay. I don't know why I expected that of her because I wasn't going to shut my mouth when injustices came up. I was going to continue to post about them um, even after 2020. And so I don't know why I assumed she would stop. What happened, though, is, um, like I mentioned in the first episode, when Texas so, so effortlessly just changed the Roe versus Wade laws and um, put in place the abortion ban after six weeks and all of that shitty shit, while that was going down, obviously, I'm posting up a storm on my Instagram stories. I'm pissed off. I'm confused. I'm, um, I'm pissed, basically. And I'm posting what I can. I'm doing a little bit of research, whatever. And so ignorantly, I think I have the post. Hold on, let me find it. Okay, anyway, I found it. She posts one thing that says, first of all, it's of this girl holding up a sign that says the future is anti-abortion. And it's a tweet covering it that says the same government suing Texas for an overreach on personal medical decisions is simultaneously mandating a national medical procedure. You can't make this hypocrisy up. Basically... The same government, the same people that are so pissed about the abortion laws are making laws about the vaccine in very broad terms. And I just want to say this. For any of you that actually think those two are the same thing, you need to fuck yourself. They are not the same. And... We all know that. And to put them in the same category is pure and utter ignorance and laziness. Those are not the same thing. Those are not the same thing. You, someone not wanting to get the vaccine 
and having to not participate in certain things because of that choice. It is your God-given right to not have the vaccine, and if you don't want it, you might have to not participate in other situations. You might not get that job. You might not get to be a fucking nurse if you don't want to have the vaccine. You might not get to go to this really big game if you don't want to have the vaccine. Pretending like that is the same thing as a six-week abortion ban with no limitations to it. Like I said, it's laziness. It is laziness. And to make matters worse, okay, she's fucking pregnant. She is going through the nine months of pregnancy of a baby that she wants, that she has wanted to have. She's going through just how hard it is. She's posting every other day just how hard it is. And yet, and yet, she thinks it's the same thing as getting a vaccine so you can do certain things as carrying a child that you don't want. Birthing a child that you don't want. She's so effortlessly comparing the two of those things. And at that point, I decided to block her. I've thought about it since, and I almost, sometimes I feel a little bit bad that I've blocked her, and I think, okay, maybe you could have just stayed followed to her and, like, muted her, right, just to further keep the peace, Um, and I think I'm over that shit, I think I'm over it, and... I was going to go back and do it to where I followed her and then muted her. And I haven't done it. And I'm making the episode. And she's staying blocked. I can't, can't do it anymore. And I don't want her to think that I can do it. And it's not that I'm not interested in hearing another perspective. I'm just not, he- I'm just not interested in listening to idiots anymore. I'm really not trying to make two things that are so very different, trying to make them the same thing. Um, That was where I officially drew my line, and I think what's different is for the longest I tried to set those boundaries where I just didn't listen in the conversation, where I just didn't really exert myself, where I didn't... um, message her about it um I did comment a few times on her Facebook post but then in 2020 Facebook just got too much that I just stopped getting on Facebook because I mean the ignorance there was just I needed a whole exorcism after that I seriously did anywho um (laughs) I tried the soft edges and It was one thing trying to explain to someone that what you think is political is not political. It was one thing trying to explain that, but, um, and trying to get them, trying to, I don't know, show them a different perspective was something completely different. And now, you know, it's when you're a trumpet, it's one thing. When you go after women, it's just, it's another thing in my book. When you go after women when you are a woman, 
it's a different thing in my book. When you compare women's bodies to a vaccine, it's a different thing in my book. And it deserves a different level of boundary. And I just, if I want to have any sanity left for the woman, I have to just remove myself. Um, If I want to look at her and think you're a decent person, I have to just remove myself. And um, so that was a boundary I set this week. And I I brought out the swords, babe. I brought them out. And I mean, am I going to start like not going to a family function because they're there? Absolutely not. Am I going to wish ill will upon them and the birth of their new baby? Of course not. Am I going to, am I going to go through more links? Am I going to travel more lengths to make sure that um, I'm not? I think this is, as much as this is the final straw, this is also, I think, all I'm going to be doing. But I had to do it. It's been long overdue. And... It was just one of those things that I kind of decided, hey, um, if you don't like what I post, you are free to remove yourself the same way that I am. And um, blood or not blood, if it's that amount of ignorance, it's... I can't, I can't, I can't, and I think that a stranger on the internet, it's easier, right, um, but when it's a family member, and you just, you feel it in you, because you want better for them, you want them to see the world in a different way, you want them to look at these policies, and be as angry as you are, even care a little bit, or even see how twisted it might be, And yet they go the completely opposite way. And you feel for them, right? It's not just, oh, you're ignorant and you're just dumb. It's also like, I feel for you. And I wish you didn't, I wish you didn't see it this way. Um... So I think more so that I just don't want to see it. It's not so much that I just don't want to see it because I'm always going to see ignorance on the internet. It also, it's like my heartstrings are attached because I grew up with this person and it baffles me every time I see it. And it's like I want to provoke change in them every time I see it and I can't have that kind of godplex every time I come across their fucking profile. So, um... I did what I think was best for the situation. I do kind of hope she asked me about it. Part of me, you know, I think this is one of those middle ground situations where part of me wants to, when I did originally block her, I had sent her this message basically explaining what I just explained and I immediately unsent it. Um, And I was in the process of trying to find this middle ground again where it's like, I can't have her continue to just walk all over my feed and just sprinkle this 
bullshit every day that emotionally drains me. Um, but I also can't stoop to that level and just send, you know, this, I don't know. And you know what? I'm making this because this is the boundary I set this week. And if they do end up listening, I'm sorry, babe. I just think your morals are off. I just think the way you're looking at things is a little bit off. And it hurts me to see that for you. So I'm going to stop looking at it. Like I was saying, part of me wants to be in the confrontation and wants to go full bitch and wants to be at the family function causing a ruckus. And the people pleaser, the child in me is like, I don't even want to block her because I'm just scared of rocking the boat. I'm scared of the repercussions and this boundary setting me. This middle ground me is saying, nope. This is your final straw, so we are going to block her. It's just what it is, but nothing more than that. If the conversation's brought up, we'll answer it, we'll answer it honestly. We'll answer it truthfully with, you know, feelings in mind. Um, but I think this was a time this week where I... I found a little bit of middle ground. I set a little bit of a boundary, if you will. Okay, moving on. The next thing, the next boundary I kind of set this week. We're going to go down a rabbit hole with this one. I just want to let you know now, this one is going to be... It's not going to seem family-oriented at all, and somehow I'm going to tie it back into family, okay? Um, everything goes back to the childhood, so that's what I'm going to do for you today. I'm going to take you down the rabbit hole and show you how we get from present day to childhood in, like, 10 minutes. Okay, so, the other thing that I did this week was I took off two days of my schedule, this past week, I worked every single day, hence the, ex hence the exhaustion. Um, there were some days where I opened a place, closed a place in the same day, and then opened a place the next day. And having two jobs, that's kind of what it looks like sometimes. And I'm tired of having that excuse. I'm tired of... Um, wanting this like pity for situations that I put myself in um for some sort of validation which could also go back to childhood um but anyway I take off two days because I can't do it anymore I cannot work seven days straight um sometimes twice a day I did it for a very long time, and I would go completely unfazed, I think because I wasn't in my body. And last week especially was the first week I have done this again since last year. Last week was the first week that I had done the double again and done the everyday thing, and I felt it. 
I felt myself start to literally leave my body. My mental health was depleting. (laughs) My physical health was shit. And I think the main reason why last week's almost episode was so shitty was because I couldn't form a coherent thought. I couldn't um, have a stimulating conversation with anyone, let alone um, dive into my own, my own issues, right? I could barely get out of bed and put on clothes, let alone try and have some heart-to-heart conversation, right? And that was some shit that was when I kind of knew that like this is shit and that was when I started to ask the question where did this come from I obviously knew where the exhaustion came from but where is this depleting mental awareness going and why am I so fucking good at it Why is it taking a week to throw me basically just completely off my grind? I'm like living my best life and healing this really shitty trauma and feeling it all. And then one day I'm just numb and I'm like, but wait, what happened? I was feeling life and now I'm coasting through it. How did this happen within a matter of days? And I just wasn't taking care of myself in more ways than one. I was, you know, always at work, obviously. And then I would come home, wouldn't brush my hair for days, wouldn't, I mean, I just felt bad all the time. And I never had energy to do anything. I never had the energy to walk my dog or run small errands, which I'm not saying these are things that need to be done. I'm not saying that productivity is the pinnacle of existing. But when it gets to a point where those things seem just unfathomable and you don't want to have any stimulating conversations and you don't want to be involved And anything that you really enjoyed before, that's when you have to ask yourself, okay, am I just numb? Am I just not wanting to feel anything because it would make me too tired? That's when you kind of have to say, okay, this isn't a productivity versus unproductivity thing. This is just, I'm mentally, physically, and spiritually exhausted. I've used up all my resources and I just keep giving them away. I just keep exhausting them, pretty much. So, I took two days off of work. And to some people, they're going to be like, okay, great. But what are you going to do with those two days? And to some people, that sounds like utter bliss. And I see my privilege in being able to do this. Um... I know this sounds like such a such a score for so many people. And it's a score for me. And I although this is seems like an easy decision, 
it, I mean, ultimately, when I compared the pros and cons, it was an easy decision. But getting myself to compare the pros and cons was not easy. And I want to kind of, this is where we're going to get into family, right? Um, I want to kind of talk about where I think this might have come from. And how we're going to start stepping out of it. So the, this is the boundary I set this week, right? Now we're moving into a whole new thing. Um, scarcity. Exhaustion. Pity. Um, where did they come from? Where did I learn them? Let me just say that my parents had me when I, when, when I was, when they were, um, 17, 18 babies. And so they really didn't have a choice with what they were going to do. It was kind of like, you do this or you like can't have a child like you either can do this or you're fucking up your life in a in a baby's life so so figure it out like choose now work now you have a child on the way right and then you work now and now you do have the kid <laughs> and that kid needs everything that comes with the child and I'm sure they had plenty of help but they didn't really get a huge say in how they were going to make their life I think some parents can eventually do it but um, basically from when I was a child it was very scarcity driven. I didn't, you know, go without, but I definitely wasn't in this just abundance, living just this abundance life where anything that I could dream of, anything that I wanted, it could just be there. Like I understood the reality of living a day to day, nine to five job that you don't really love because you picked it so that you could have a child at 17 and you've kept it because you've had a child since you were 17. And it kind of takes away your ability to dream. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that that's just the reality of it. Um So from a young age I haven't I don't think many people do, but definitely wasn't just this abundance energy in my households where, you know, everything was just good and dandy it was no we worked six days out of the week and we worked night shift and we worked two jobs and we got shit done right and I think entering the workforce when I did and um, how I did kind of wanting to prove myself to people I wanted to show 
that I could work hard the only way I knew how, which was just work yourself to the bone at jobs that you don't like and don't set any boundaries with anyone. Because this is the opportunity that you were given, so you have to take it and you have to run with it even if you don't like it. And in order to make any good money, you have to work constantly, all the time, at things you don't like. So it's what I did, because it's what I saw, and it's what I learned. And, um, I mean, this is, we're getting kind of, we're getting kind of deep here. We're getting kind of crazy here. As we fucking should. But, um, I think that's one side of it right? Never really looking at someone and saying, wow, they're living the life that they have always wanted to live. Like, they're living their dream. They're doing something that fulfills their soul's purpose, and they're just, they're living in this just abundant state of mind that whatever they need, they will get. It was no, we don't have it, and we'll never have it unless we, you know, whatever. And I also don't think that this, um, this kind of contract I have with living in abundance and living in scarcity, I don't think that this came solely from this lifetime. Um, I don't think so. I think as big as this has been in my life already, And as much as I feel as though I understand about it already, I think this has happened and this has been my case scenario time and time again. And, you know, breaking cycles is fucking hard, babe. It's fucking hard, right? Yeah, so that's just what I have to say about that. Um, So there goes your scarcity box, right? And then the pity, this thing with authority that I have, this thing with um, narcissism (laughs) that I have, I'm watching, I've been watching Sex in the City all week, and there's an episode where she's like, she's writing for her column, and she says something about narcissism, and it's just when a man is so involved in his own image that he drowns in it and that shit is one of the best ways I've heard it explained um obviously it's not just secluded to men um or gendered people in general but the way that she explained it I really resonated with it because the biggest narcissism in my life was my father (laughs) And, um, I mean, the way she described it basically just described it to a T. You're so involved and engorged and just engaged and you just, you're so enchanted by your own image that you drowned in it. That, that's, that's fucking powerful, okay? Okay. So that's what I'm using as my little definition of narcissism and um, what having that kind of father figure is um, pretty hard, 
I'd say it's pretty fucking hard. And not many people are going to want to hear this. I don't know who's listening, but if it happens to be him or anyone who knows him, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. You know I'm not lying. (laughs) Um, But anywho, growing up, I want to just say that there, I don't think there was much ill intention, but I think the intention was so off that it became ill. The intention was so focused on himself and on his image that he drowned in it. And um, I kind of drowned with him. Luckily, I found my way to the surface. But as a child, I think I was learning these techniques of how to like get the attention of someone whose attention is solely on themselves. And I think the way I did that, and this, I think, purely translates into my authority issues, is just overcompensating, doing good things all the time, being the positive reinforcer, showing up, showing all the good things that I did, overcompensating, constantly doing things that, just going above, and for what reason, I'm not sure of. Well, going above because I wanted any attention that I could get. Um, And I do that in my job. My job's up today. Hence why I have two. It's because I overcompensate. I overdo. I overwork. And I'm getting paid as everyone around me. And they're like, this bitch is doing all of our work. Thanks. And what do I have to think? I have to think my childhood for it, right? And um, so reteaching and reparenting that, that, you know, you deserve attention and you deserve someone to care about your feelings purely because they are your feelings and not because they will make them look better whoa that was big I think I just had my own little mini breakthrough right there fuck I think there are so many elements into my childhood that make that sentence and make that statement true truer than most of y'all will ever even know but so yes Setting that boundary was especially hard. I know it seems like, yeah, babe, but you only took two days off of work. Yeah, and then when everybody asked me about why I took two days off, and having to kind of explain to them that I don't need to explain to you why I'm doing this, that was also hard. And then not having this kind of self-pity in order to spark a reaction out of someone so that I can feel as though I deserve the attention through victimhood. I think there was always this, like, battle for affection um, between me and my stepmother. And that also made me fall into because you can't have the place of dominance when you're the child so of course you're going to take the route of victimhood because it's like okay well if I take this route then maybe someone will give a shit you know it's worth a shot right 
and um, it carries out in my life in more ways than just the workplace, but in terms of the boundary that I set this week, I really took a dive into it and took a dive into why it was so hard to set and where this um, unhealthy work ethic came from because there I think there's a difference between just having a good work ethic and overworking yourself for the sake of attention for the sake of validation for the sake of just feeling as though you'll be looked at it was this trauma response that I had that I have to I have to be consciously aware of every single day now um Especially when I'm at work, when I decide like, oh, I'm going to have a hard work ethic today. And then I'm like, "Mm, but actually, I don't actually, actually, I'm getting paid the same as you guys. (laughs) And I have no desire to move up. So therefore, what am I doing? What's what's happening That's what's happening. It's a lot deeper than just, oh, I should work less hard because I'm getting paid the same as everyone else here and I'm working more to do the same job. Okay, but why? It's not as simple as a surface level answer. It's like, okay, but why? And then you get the why and then you say, okay, but why? And then you get that why and you say, okay, but why? And then you'll land somewhere amongst where you learned it, how you learned it, and why you learned it. And you could keep going with the whys. (laughs) You really could. You could say, okay, well, where did my dad get it from? Where did my mom get it from? Why did they get it? And then you get into whys and whys and whys until you get into the ancestral level and then you're like okay and why (laughs) um haven't got that far yet so in the grand scheme of things i'm really just scratching the surface but i'm happy for scratching the surface I'm happy for going a little bit deeper than I normally would with something like this. And, you know, it's hard conversations. It's, I mean, it's a hard phase of life where I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm not sure what that my passions are here. Um, and I don't really know right now how... I'm going to make those passions monetary, but I'm also not sure if that even matters at the moment. I'm in this phase where I'm deciding, hey, I don't have to be go, go, go. I don't have to prove my worth through my work ethic at a place that I don't even like. I don't have to do that. Who told me I had to? Where did I learn that? And how can I break it so that from now on I'm not fighting myself? Right? My present day me who has all the knowledge that she has and is like, 
you don't want to work here, you hate it here, what are you doing? And my inner child who's like, okay, but this is what we learned, and this is how you work, and this is how you get validation, and this is how it goes. So this is what we're doing. I had a constant battle, and I didn't, and you don't even know it until you see it, until you feel it. You're at this constant battle with yourself. You're at this constant battle with different parts of yourself. And it's your responsibility to get everybody on the same page, to understand every lesson that present day you understands, that even future you understands. Like, it's your job to dig deeper. It's your job to go visit these places in time and teach and reteach and reparent so that present day you has everyone cheering for her so that present day you isn't fighting with yourself and it starts with setting boundaries it starts with setting a boundary so that you have more time for me this work boundary taking two days off and deciding that i will do whatever it is i desire to do on those two days is allowing myself the time to go deeper or not. It's allowing myself the energy to go deeper or not. But to to play this victimhood, to say, okay, well, I had no time this week to heal anything. I had no time this week. I was physically, mentally, physically, spiritually, just I was exhausted because of how much I was working. Okay, well, then take time off. Especially now when I don't have a child that I'm providing for, when I don't have so many bills to pay, when I'm privileged enough to take the time off, why wouldn't I? Seems like a straight shot that I would, and I'm not. So asking myself why, right? And to clarify, these two days I'm taking off, do I think that I will be with my journal, in meditation, doing yoga, um, in a healing session, will I be doing that every single week? No. (laughs) No, I won't. Will I be having these breakthroughs every single week? No, I won't. Will I have a weekend, will I have the two days off where I don't do anything? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Will I have the freedom? Because right now I do have the privilege to have this freedom to decide. I have all this free time. I have all this spare change. What will I do with it? I have that luxury because of how I busted my ass. And... Now I could decide, like, I'm just taking two days off initially, but it's going to, it's going to give me back so much freedom that I was just giving away. And now I can either do something productive with it or not. That's not the point. The point is now it's my choice. It's my choice whether or not I want to be productive. It's my choice whether or not I want to ask the whys. It's my choice. I'm in charge. Even if it's just for two days. Even, 
Like, that may be all I need to find a new passion and to, I mean, who knows what I'm going to do. I could sit on the couch for the two days and just be watching Friends, something that I've seen a million times. I could take my dog on five walks. I could teach her ten new tricks. Or I could just go get coffee and do nothing else. I could do laundry. I could write in my journal both days, all day. I could design a whole new month on my planner and just write it all out. I could take a jog. I could not. I could get dressed up or I could stay in sweats. The choice is mine now. And I'm I'm going to have less pocket change because of it. But the things I like to do normally don't really take a whole lot of pocket change. It's not the it's not the monetary value that I'm worried about. It's the value in deciding what I want to do in those days that I need that I'm looking for. It's the reason I set the boundary for myself and for this workplace. You don't get to ask me what I'm doing on these two days. You don't get to call me in. You don't get to make me feel guilty. As much as you're going to try, you're not going to get to make me feel guilty for taking these two days off because I'm not going to let you. Same thing with the blocking. You don't get to make me feel guilty for blocking you because it's what I did. It's what I had to do. And I'm standing firm in my choice. So I've had a conversation with the inner people pleaser who's confused as to why I would block them and why I wouldn't just unfollow them or mute them or make it a little bit more discreet or, you know, maybe not ruffle feathers. I've had a conversation with her and she understands why we have to do it. Setting boundaries is finding a middle ground within yourself. It's not really finding a middle ground with other people. It's being comfortable in your decision and standing in it. Because people are going to try and cross them all the time. My manager already texted me and was like, Hey, did something happen? Because we need you to work Saturday. I said, absolutely not. No. It's not that people aren't going to try and cross them. It's that you have to say, Hey, I've already hashed this out with myself. I've already kind of asked where it came from. We've already traveled back in time to that space where it happened, and we hashed it out. And so today, you really have no power over this decision. This is a boundary I'm setting in, period. Don't cross it. And if you fuck up, that's okay. Ask yourself why you're having such a hard time with my boundary. Right? It's not that I need everyone else to approve what I'm setting. It's not that I need someone else to be okay with it. It's that the parts of me that are confused, the parts of me that are conflicted by it, I have to get them together. I have to get them on the same page and be okay with my own decision. In all parts of me, from my lowest to my highest, I have to be okay with my own boundary or else it won't stand. It won't stick. So, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, 
maybe a quick break and then we'll close this out. All right, we ran into another long one. I I'm really happy with this episode because when I originally tried to um, talk about this, as you know, I just wasn't getting my point across. And the reason I think I wasn't getting my point across was because I didn't know my own point. I was like, I'm not working every day and I'm not, I couldn't, I wasn't in agreement with myself yet. And I think that was the missing piece to this big puzzle that is this episode um, that I couldn't find and that it took me like three days to find and understand and ask the whys and that's okay with me so if it's not okay with you um like I said I already hashed it out with myself so really I really don't give a fuck (laughs) um but I'm taking two days off and I'm blocking people from my Instagram it's that simple and yet it is so much more complicated Before I go, though, I wanted to talk about what I, the intentions, the things I want to let go of um, this, this past full moon. Um, It's been like an entire week now, so you're probably definitely, maybe, probably not feeling the effects of it anymore, but I do want to kind of talk about the bullet points that I made before I ever had these breakthroughs that um kind of shaped how I got here and I think it's only right that we start talk about that we start to talk about the full moons and the new moons and what's going on my cover art is fucking moon for crying out loud so I might as well (laughs) um talk to you guys about it so I'm getting out my journal the big book of deep dark scary thoughts Um, so this full moon was on September 20th and it was in Pisces. (laughs) It was in Pisces. Um, so I guess I'm just going to read it to you. This is so crazy because I'm telling you, I wrote this on September 20th. I did this on the night of the full moon and the day that I'm recording this is the 24th. And normally you feel the effects of the full moon like three days before it happens, three days after. Pretty sure it's the same for the new moon. Um, yes. So, I mean, everyone's, every one of them is different, but generally speaking. So, it's funny that these breakthroughs finally came to fruition. They made sense because when I was writing them on paper, I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, and now I'm like, yeah, yeah, shit, you're right. Okay, let me just read them. (laughs) Um, this full moon I'm releasing the perception other people have of me. And that was probably the three days before, um, the effects I was feeling and, um, heavily influenced by the last episode. Um... Basically, I'm talking about how I'm, I've been burnt out and my mental my mental health is just not it and I'm dropping that and I'm letting go of this idea that anything matters more than my mental. Um, I'm letting go of my scarcity mindset. 
that uh, is powerful. And it's bigger than just that statement. Because that statement, for me, travels many lifetimes. That statement, for me, doesn't just come from the full moon on September 20th in Pisces. That was big to say and understand and write and put out into the world because I just have this feeling that that isn't, this isn't something that I've struggled with just within the last six months. So that's bigger than I think I even understand. Um, most of all, I'm just letting go of my attachment to people, relationships, jobs, places. If the attachment is coming from a place of scarcity, if it's unhealthy, I'm not grappling with it. I'm letting it go. Everything in ebb and flow, abundance, energy only. So, I think that's a perfect way to wrap up today. Um, I don't know what the things you let go of were this full moon. I don't know um, how you were feeling, what you were grappling with. But for me, it was attachments to relationships and scarcity and pity and um, I'm letting them go and two keen examples were the boundaries that I set and I'm just I think this is why I love having a journal and why I love keeping up with astrology because more so than anything it's just a story it's just a way for you to check yourself and look back and say oh hey Oh, this really is what I was going through. And I didn't even fully, wasn't fully consciously aware that that's what I was going through. I was trying to understand it, and yet I just wasn't there yet. It's the main reason I love astrology. It's it's also because I, I do love my chart. <laughs> and I love looking at other people's chart. But it is just this way to t- kind of track time. And to kind of help yourself. It's like this guide. It's a story that's untold and told. So I really highly recommend having a journal. If you don't have, I saw a TikTok of this girl explaining that like you don't need this entire like ritual. Let's not pretend like putting your crystals out is going to make any fucking difference for you. Because it's not. And we all know that. Um, if it does, if it gives you some peace of mind, that's great. But we all know that that's it's not really what we're trying to do here. It's getting into that that inner world, that inner dialogue that you don't want to hear. And it's hearing it. And it's talking to it, talking through it, and with it, and about it. And that's what these rituals are for. Your crystals and your tarot isn't going to make a fucking difference if you're not getting in and talking and at least trying to listen to that intuition of yours. So, I'd advise you do this. I really like Ghost of a Podcast by Jessica Lignato. Keeps up with everything horoscope and I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with it. So, 
if you're interested in keeping up with more things horoscope, more things real life astrology, no bullshit horoscopes, then um, I'd listen to that podcast. And I'd keep a journal. And I would track yourself in time and give yourself these little markers to look back on and say, oh shit, I did it. Because when I read my journal entry, I'm like, oh shit, I did it. Genuinely. Okay, I have to end this episode. It is so motherfucking long. Set the boundaries. They're soft edges, not hard corners. And it's not mainly what other people do with them. It's how you choose to set it. It's the power of you saying, I'm setting it, and what? It's basically the whole the whole big dynamic here. You can build off of it, and you can say, okay, these are my boundaries, and what? And then when people say, and what, is when you can kind of decide, okay, you're not fit for my circle. I don't want you in my circle. You're not ready for my circle. I'm not ready for you in my circle, whatever it might be. Um... You can build off of it, but you have to build them first. So, take out the we, focus on the me, um, have empathy with yourself. Again, I think I'm going to start ending every episode with that. Have fucking empathy with yourself, because although I was so mentally and physically just exhausted, I um, and I was grappling with this whole idea of this self-pity for some objective, um, I still had to give space for myself to to be okay with that and to learn that and to change that. So give yourself empathy, give others empathy who bump into your boundaries and give them the chance to make up for it. And if they don't, block them on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, we're available on Apple Podcast again and or again f- for the first time ever. And I'm actually so excited about it. The moment I found out, I was, like, jumping up and down. I don't know if there's any big qualif- like, anything that you have to qualify to get it for, but I was so fucking excited. So, I'm on Apple Podcast. Go review. Like. (laughs) Um, yeah, fuck. This is the Phases Podcast. I'll see you back whenever I can fucking record this, Okay? Because productivity does not define your fucking worth. Set the boundaries. Love you all. Give yourself empathy. And, um, yeah, I'll see you when I see you. Bye, y'all.